0: But now we're going to listen to a really amazing interview, because we have tonight someone from Hellfire is coming, and he's going to tell us how did you get there. So the question is asked. So what did you do to get into Hellfire? So Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala mentioned in Surah al they're saying that the number one reason that they're in hellfire is they never used to do their Salah. We weren't amongst those who used to pray. Now, a Muslim, sometimes they get confused, they're like, they don't pray, and they're like, Allah is going to forgive us one day. Now that's really dangerous. And that's one of the key beliefs of the hypocrites is that they plant seeds of hellfire thinking that one day God's going to forgive us. But their whole life they planted seeds of hellfire. Didn't somebody warn you? Yeah, they told us. So, number one thing is, if you're not praying your five prayers, your fard, that's, and you'll hear me repeat it again and again, Islam is not difficult. You just go to the five pillars of Islam and that's, stand, that will bring you to Jannah, and that is belief in Allah, belief in the messenger of Allah, your salah, to give your Zakat, 2.5% to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the masakeen, your siyam, your fasting in Ramadan, to do hajj sincerely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the basis of your life, and you'll be saved, and it's very easy. So the number one reason that they got to hellfire naku al But number two is interesting as well And we never used to feed the needy people. So if this is a characteristic of the highest characteristics of the people that went to hellfire, ask yourself, when was the last time you fed a needy person? I can even say, when was the last time you donated anything? And I'm saying that that's just our culture, we don't donate. This is what a characteristic of the people of Hellfire. And so what you need to do, and now the Masakeen, the needy people, are we talking about Muslim needy people? Of course they're included, but needy people is anybody needy. When you, ever see, when you see people downtown asking for money, immediately everybody thinks they're going to use it on drugs. I'm not going to give them. Okay, you didn't give them, who did you give then? I'm going to give it to the Muslims. Okay, great. When did you give it to the Muslims? Never. It's just you didn't give that guy and you didn't give anybody. And you don't know this guy, even though maybe he does have drugs or something like that, do you think he needs to eat? So eating, if you didn't know, was one of his needs. It is a characteristic of the people of Hellfire that they do not feed the needy people. And so again, understanding that you now know what the characteristic of the people of Jannah are. They just dwell into matters, it's like their disbelief and their philosophy and all of this stuff. They just, all this disbelief, they just kept going on and on and on about it. وَكُنَّا نُكَذِّبُ بِيَوْمِ الدِّينَ نُكَذِّب means, basically, you know, we used to disbelieve. Even in the English language, I don't like saying that disbelieve, you don't understand what disbelief means. Rather, every time someone told them that there's a hereafter, they say, you're lying. They just kept doing تَكْذِب. They would say, it's not true, we don't believe in you, this is not true, and they'd keep going, on and on like that. The next category that we're speaking about is the people of Jannah speaking with the people of Hellfire. And the people of Hellfire speaking with the people of Jannah. And there is a, a long detailed um, discourse. This is in Surah Al-A'raf. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la says that the people of Jannah call out to the people of Hellfire. That whatever Allah told us and promised us, we found it to be the truth. Have you found What Allah promised you to be the truth? They said yes. Everything that Allah mentioned to us, everything that the warners had said, they found it to be the truth. Allah has told the truth. And a caller will call amongst them that the curse of Allah is upon the transgressors. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, so the people of hellfire, they call out to the people of Jannah. They say to them, pour some water for us. They tried calling to the gatekeepers of Hellfire, they tried calling to Allah, they're cursing each other, and now they're calling the people of Jannah, they say whatever. Whatever Allah provided you with, just give us anything. They don't care. Just give us something. The Prophet said that this dunya, this dunya, people disobey Allah and they worship idols and they worship themselves and they worship all of these things, yet at the end of the day they still get to drink water. And they still get to go to sleep. And they still have shelter. And they're still able to excrete that through their sweat. And they're able to go to the bathroom. All the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even though they spent the whole day disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's because this is the dunya. And it means nothing. The Prophet sallallahu said. That if the dunya meant even the, the wing of a fly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No disbeliever would ever get a drink of water. And so they're now in hellfire saying, just give us a drink of water. And the people of Jannah respond back saying, that Allah has made it haram, it's forbidden for the disbelievers. There's no water. There's nothing coming. We haven't slept for how long? We haven't eaten for how long? We've lost count. Because it's going on for eternity. And it keeps going on and on and on. There is no rest. If you can just understand, like when you think about any time you feel like, you don't feel like obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in something in command, just imagine there's no rest in the hereafter. Who are the disbelievers? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, those who took their religion, this is what they considered religion, right? All they did in their lives was amusement and distraction. Their whole life, all the religion is about is just about distraction. The highest level of Jannah is not for people who live in destruction. We're speaking about Jannah and we're speaking about Hellfire. You might mistakenly think that there are only two groups. But there are actually three groups. Where did the third group go? Hellfire too. (laughs) So it's Jannah has one group of people, those are the believers, and Hellfire has two groups of people. Those are the Kuffar and... The Munafiqeen Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that the Munafiqeen, the hypocrites, those who outwardly said that they were Muslims or believers, but inwardly they weren't believers. And now this is where the really scary thing comes up. And Subhanallah, the reason that they got into hellfire, into hellfire, I went through the list. I have this list. It's four things, and I tried thinking about it, like applying it to like general Muslim community. And the scary thing is, it almost all applies. So pay attention. Allah subhanahu wa taala says in the Qur'an about the believers, believing men and women. المؤمنين, on the day when you'll see the believing men and women, they have light. It's coming from everywhere. The believers are full of light. And it actually is interesting. The Prophet, there's a hadith in which he said, he says, give glad tidings like good news for those who walk in the darknesses to the masjids that they will have complete Light on the Day of Resurrection. And so giving good news is not on the Day of Judgment you give good news. Of course that's the good news. But it's give good news to the people in the dunya. So it's like every time you come for Esher, every time you come for Fajr, if you look outside right now, it's really dark outside. So good news for all of you, inshallah ta'ala. You came here in the darkness of the night to pray in the masjid, to be reminded of Allah. So I give you good news, inshallah ta'ala, that you'll have complete light on the Day of Resurrection. جَنَّاتٍ الْأَنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا ذَٰلِكَ هُوَ al الْعَظِيمُ This is the ultimate, there is no success other than this success. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, On the day when the munafiqun wal munafiqat, the hypocrite men and the hypocrite women, in the dunya, the hypocrites were standing side by side with the believers. So in the dunya they were together, but now in the hereafter they're going to be separated, Right? So they're saying to them, لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Unzuruna مِنْ نُورِكُمْ The hypocrites have no light on the day of resurrection. And the believers have this glowing light. But the angels of paradise start taking away the believers. And the hypocrites are being left behind. The munafiqun are held back. And the believers get to go forward to Jannah. The munafiqun say to the believers, "Unzuruna." They're like, if you go, we have no light. With you goes all the light. And we're in darkness. Wait till our affair is has like finished. We're not done yet. Wait for us to complete and and then we can go together to Jannah. And then it will be say, it said to them, get away. They're not part of this. Delegation in their entourage. They're saying wait for us. Don't go yet. We're not done yet We won't have any light if you go. So it we said to them go go back go away and go and get light of your own And now again the Mufassini they're talking about this. It's almost like sarcasm It's like saying to them if you can go back to the dunya and go and get light from its source which is iman in Allah and His Messenger, and the salah and the fasting and the siya and zakah and so on, that's the source of light in this dunya when you are alive. But it's sarcasm because they have no access to that anymore. And you have that opportunity now. You have access to the light. And then at that point a wall is erected between the believers that entourage is going to Jannah and those who are going to hellfire, a wall goes up. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu used to read this verse and cry saying that when that wall goes up, I don't know which side of the wall I'll be on. And so now you imagine when that wall goes up, what side of the wall are you going to be on? what side am I going to be on? If that wall goes up and you're on the side of mercy, the side that's leading to Jannah, then how thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are you going to be? And if you're on the side where you're on the other side, where it's the punishment and leading to hellfire, there's no happiness forever and ever and ever and ever. And so as the wall goes up, and they're saying to them, weren't we with you? Didn't we stand beside you in prayer? Didn't we do this? Didn't we do that? Weren't we with you in the dunya? And the believers will say to them, qalu You were with us. And now here's the reason that the wall goes up and they're on the other side. They said, yes, you were with us in body. But now here are the four things. This is why when the wall goes up, you'll be on the other side. ولكنكم فتنتم انفسكم وتربصتم وارتبتم وغرتكم الاماني حتى جاء امر الله وغركم بالله الغرور and so they said four things number one number one ولكنكم فتنتم انفسكم you did a fitna to yourselves you basically put yourself into trial what that means is like someone they don't have to deal in riba, but they say, No, I, wanted, I want to get interest payments. I want to make more money. So they put themselves into fitna. They put themselves through these trials. Now, all human beings make mistakes and all human beings sin. So these people put a fitna through themselves. It's interesting that the next reason that, they're in, that the wall goes up and they're in hellfire, even though they were the believers, تَرَبَّصْتُمْ is and you delayed. Everybody makes sins and everybody um, commits mistakes. But yet the munafiqeen, their characteristics, is they delay tawbah. They delay repentance to Allah. What does it mean to delay repentance to Allah? Because someone will be like, if you commit a sin, you, inshallah ta'ala, you're not like that. If you sin, you're like astaghfirullah and you, and you repent. But here are some things that you might find in the community. Someone will say, you know what, I'm in university right now and I have to get good marks, so I'll fast in Ramadan after I graduate from school. After residency and after this and after that, 12 years later, I'll repent to Allah. Or someone even, let me bring it on a smaller scale, they'll say, I'm busy at work, I'll pray my prayers later. Other people say, let's wait till we get married, and then we'll do tawbah. So, yes sister, you don't wear hijab, don't worry about it, wait till you get married, you can repent later. That doesn't count. Repentance is immediate. Other people, they might commit zina. And they'll say, I'll be chaste once I get married. And they delay their tawbah. Other people will say that, you know, I'm involved in a riba mortgage. And I know, I know, it's haram and stuff. And I'm going to go for hajj after I pay off my house. And then I'll repent to God. And other people wait for hajj. They'll say, when I go for hajj, I'll repent. And dear brothers and sisters, you never know if you'll live till tomorrow. And so when do you do tawbah? You do tawbah immediately. Every time you remember to do tawbah, you say, Astaghfirullah. I ask your forgiveness and your protection, O Allah. The Prophet said to repent to Allah and ask for his forgiveness for verily the Prophet he said that I repent to Allah in a day more than 70 times. Naboo Hurayah is saying we're sitting with the Prophet and while he's speaking he's doing istighfar and he's asking Allah for forgiveness and he's the messenger of Allah. So we see from the characteristics of the people of Jannah is they hasten their asking of forgiveness. And so if a person commits a sin, they might say, well, I don't know if I can get out of the sin or not. Still repent to Allah. Because eventually the hypocrisy is going to pull you in one direction. Either you're going to stop asking for forgiveness at some point or you're going to actually listen to what you're saying. And you're going to desist from committing that sin. So the fitna, they did a fitna to themselves. They delayed the tawbah. Number three is they doubted the messengers. I'm not sure if this is the true or not. I'm not really sure yet. And there's one issue, and that's usually the issue of hijab. And I'm not like kind of like knocking on the sisters who don't wear hijab. In fact, I'm so happy that a sister would be hearing the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And usually, um, this is being recorded, and so this is intimate. It's between me and the person I'm speaking to. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody or so on, but usually, my sister in Islam, when she says why she doesn't wear hijab, she'll say, I'm not sure. And that's one of the characteristics of hypocrisy. And that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when that wall goes up, they delayed tawbah and they doubted the messengers. And so it is never going to be for the success of the person to doubt the messenger of Allah. Instead, if a person's committing a sin, what they should do, this is the safe thing, is if they're committing a sin, don't justify it. Don't try to go from sheikh to sheikh, trying to find some sheikh that says it's okay. Accept full force that it's haram. Accept full responsibility. Don't blame anybody. Don't blame all oh, my parents didn't teach me or something. Don't blame anybody. And do talba to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala even if you continue in the sin. If you're disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and doing istighfar at the same time. You're being pulled in different directions. And if you say, this is the good news rajim Allah will save you and protect you. If you ask Allah for protection from shaitan, Allah will protect you. But you can't let go of tawbah. And you can't doubt the Prophet al This is the last one. The last reason that the munafiqeen, when the wall goes up and they'll be in hellfire, is that they were deceived and deluded by al-amani. Amani is... Wishful thinking. I want to make a billion dollars. It's wishful thinking, brother. <laughs> just throwing things off the top of their head. I, I'd like to go to Jannatul for dose. I'd ask you right now, who wants to memorize the Qur'an? Everybody raise their hand up, and I'll say, that's just wishful thinking. Because if you want to memorize the Qur'an, you have to plant certain seeds, if you're sincere in your, in your desire. And so, as Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta-A'la said, that the believers are saying to them as the wall goes up, that they did fitna to themselves, they didn't do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in fact they delayed their tawbah. The third thing was they doubted the messenger. And the fourth thing was that they lived with wishful thinking. They didn't live in truth until the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came and they died and they went to hellfire like this. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect you and protect me.